episode 94 of The Local Meta. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. John, yep. how'd, your pre- how'd your pre-release go? Uh, 2-2 two, uh, two, two the first one, 3-1 the second one. Sweet. Because I'm the master of saying, uh, once I lose twice, I'm going home, and then not losing a second time. I mean, that seems like a solid strategy. It works really good. It's, you know, maximize your, your amount of packs while having it literally no... I actually think I play better when I have no expectations of myself. Fair enough. Like, just straight up, it's like, yep, oh, what if I lose, I'm going home. And I'm just like, well, I'm just never going to lose. No pressure or anything. NBD. It does make it easy. It does. I'm not really complaining, so. Yeah. But, uh, so obviously this week we are continuing our Guilds of Ravnica. Or not Guilds of Ravnica. Continuing Rav- our Ravnica <laughs> Allegiance set review. There you go. Um, I figure this stuff out. Um, so we'll just pick up where we left off last week. Yarp. All right. John, you ready for it? Yep. Bomb or bust card. This card will either be amazing or completely unplayable, and we cannot really tell. All right. So I kind of picked a... I, this one is probably actually not going to end up as a bomb or a bust. It's probably going to be like a sideboard hero or something like that. That is exactly what I'm thinking. But I'm going to just go with it. So I picked uh, Kea Orzov Usurper. Usurper. Uh, so she is a Planeswalker at one white black. Um, plus one, ex- or with three loyalty. Uh, plus one is exile up to two target cards from a single graveyard. You gain two life if at least one creature is exiled this way. Minus one, exile target non-land permanent with converted mana cost one or less. Or as we like to call it, F your mocks. Um, or soul ring. Or soul ring. Uh, minus five, uh, she deals damage to target player equal to the number of cards that player owns in exile and you gain that much life. Yeah. The card is interesting. The card is interesting very much along the same vein as the original Kaya. Yeah, the original Kaya had no innate way of winning the game by herself. She was just like a value engine, which is really really sweet. Mm-hmm. And this Kaya is very much along those same lines. I think I'm with you. Where like she's going to be like the bomb diggity of a sideboard card, maybe if certain decks become a thing. I don't think she's good enough for modern. Which I've heard people reference. Yeah, I mean, like, what do you, what do you do with her in modern? Like, that's the question. I'm, yeah, like, I think she's too slow to hate out Dredge. Yeah, like, I, mean, I, I, I don't know can... if you use her to hate. Like, she might be a sideboard card where it's like, oh, I'm playing against a Delver deck or something like that, and I can get her up to five and then nug you for a billion because you cast Dormogs and shit, you know, kind of thing. But like, what deck wants that is the thing. Yeah, I don't know. There's not really a white-black deck that's trying to drag out the game. No. I mean, white-black tokens hasn't been a thing in forever. Esper isn't a thing because Jeskai and straight blue-white have taken over that mantra. And I can't imagine she's going to push it over the edge. No. But, like, I mean, in those older formats, there's many, many worlds where, like, people have that many cards in exile. Absolutely. Like you said, Gurmog Angler, right? Like, he straight-up exiles six cards on his own. Or five cards on his own. Yeah. Uh, so, cards. yeah, you, much. A, quarter of, a quarter of your opponent's life. 
Like, yeah. actually, actually, a third of your opponent's life if we're playing modern, because more than likely they start at fifteen. But yeah. So like, I don't know <laughs> if you, I don't know if you like just do the the giggly giggly of like get her up to five, play your Tormod's Crypt, <laughs> rip out their graveyard and something or what. But like, it's just this card could do something, but I just I don't know. I, I'm more on the bust category for her because it's just like I look at each of the abilities, and I'm like, that's cool, but doesn't seem functional like if that makes sense i mean along those lines there have been um blue white control decks lately in modern that have been main decking rest in peace yeah and just straight up not playing snapcaster mage uh they're basically hoping that rest in peace is uh going to be good enough that they the loss of power from snapcaster is worth it you, if you just built like a black white control deck yeah with you know, main deck rest in peace that then you never have to, you know, consider should I be playing Snapcaster Mage? Yeah. And just have like Kaya, like her tick up's never going to do anything ever. Yeah. I mean, you have all but the I best mean, removal then, too. Yeah. Oh, now you got me thinking, man. Hey, get, the, you know. get the brew running, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But it'll be interesting. We'll have to see. But that's that's the only one I have for that. You have a couple here, don't you? Uh, I have two, yes. Okay. Um, both both of these are for standard purposes. Okay, yep, that's fine. The first one is Theater of Horrors. Uh, colorless black red. In case you haven't noticed, I'm fascinated by a lot of uh, Rakdos cards in this set. So, yep. uh, Colorless black red enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top card of your library. During your turn, if an opponent lost life this turn, you may play cards exiled with Theater of Horrors. Three and a red. Theater of Horrors deals one damage to target opponent or planeswalker. So, red commonly gets a lot of value-based enchantments. Yeah. Uh, right now, we have the powerhouse that is Experimental Frenzy. We've had Outpost Siege before. We have a lot of cards that do very similar effects to this. Um, we've never seen one quite like this specifically, and we've never seen one for three mana. Yeah. Like, three mana is kind of big game. Also, it lets you play any card that is exiled. So, like, if you stick this early against a control player, you're effectively just building up two separate hands against them, which is kind of insane. Yeah, and it doesn't lock you out of the other one. No, which is really, really interesting. I don't... I I think this card is good enough. The question is, is there going to be a deck that wants to play it? Yeah. It's... Yeah, yeah I don't know. It's, it's weird. Like, I... Hmm. It's a weird one. That weird black-red control deck or something like that. <laughs> I mean, just like, toss this in an aggro deck would be pretty sweet. Right, I guess. You know, like you play, the, you have this with the deck, and um, you have this in the deck that's also playing like Fanatical Firebrand. Okay, yeah. You know, you you top deck Fanatical Firebrand on like turn um, twelve or some shit when your opponent has the game locked out. Like, are they really going to use uh, Sinister Sabotage on your Fanatical Firebrand? <laughs> if not. They're gonna, you know, you at least just ping them for one, and suddenly all those cards you've been exiling for the past seven turns are now unlocked. 
Hmm. Like, that's a lot of stuff. Okay, I mean, it could do something. I don't know. It's it looks like a good card. Obviously, I just it's just one of the things. It's like I think this card is one of the cards that like that card is good. I don't think we yep. disagree on that. It's does it find a home? Yeah, it's one of those situations. Yeah, it's that's one of those things. So, but and then my other card is a card that I really, really, really want to be good. <laughs> But there's a lot of words on this card. Uh, the next one is Priest of Forgotten Gods. Call this on a black for a 1-2 human cleric. Also, when I first saw this art, I'm like, is this Phyrexians? Do they worship Phyrexians? <laughs> uh, as far as I can tell, there's no Phyrexian writing on that altar. Okay, I'm like, ooh. I looked really close. Really close. <laughs> Uh, she has one ability. It's tap. Sacrifice two other creatures. Any number of target players each lose two life and sacrifice a creature. You add black, black, and draw a card. Yeah. So, at its bare minimum, activating this ability is an even trade. They're down a creature, you drew a card, and you're down two creatures. Uh Uh-huh. All right, fair. Yep. It's a sack outlet. Yep. And it adds mana to your mana pool. This card can literally give you five mana on turn three. If you somehow have enough creatures in play. I don't know how the hell you're going to do that, but you could. Right? I mean, there's ways, I guess. Maybe. Who knows? So... I don't know if it's good enough. I don't know what it goes in. But there are too many words on this card for it to be bad. <laughs> okay. Also, I think it's very, very specific that it says two other creatures. Oh, yeah. She cannot sacrifice herself like a lot of these effects normally allow you to do. And if you could do that, it would be sweet. Because then you would straight up be guaranteed five men on turn five or on turn three. Yeah. Assuming you played a one drop. <laughs> That's probably why they don't want that, but. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know I want one of these for my EDH deck. Absolutely. This card's just gas, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, okay. Everything on that is upside. <laughs> yeah. But I really hope this card is good enough because I really enjoy playing decks that this card goes in. Yeah. It's just so. it's just like you read it and you're, it's like sacrifice two other creatures and you're like, oof. Like, yeah. That's a cost. Like, it is. See, but I, I read that as sacrifice two other creatures. I'm like, all right, you have my attention. You have my attention. Thank you. <laughs> You're saying I have a sack outlet. Oh, there's more words on this card. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Tap sacrifice two other creatures. Done. Yeah. We're good. We're solid. Uh, Accepted. I know they never will because it's just like too cute. I just always want them someday to just print a card that is just sacrifice a creature. Like, no payoff. Just that's all it is. All it does. It just does that. Which we basically have one that's pretty close, but um, uh, Viscera Seer is, um, uh, you know, it still has something that happens. <laughs> yeah. It has a quotations payoff. Yeah. But, okay. I don't know. There's some yeah, interesting there's... stuff that we just don't know about. <laughs> yep. I can tell you with some, uh, some of the other cards, I'm going to be trying shit. And actually, they, um, uh, that, that black 
black white deck modern deck now I'm, I'm thinking about that in my head you got you got me thinking got your mind whirling it can play liliana yeah i know that's why i'm like Ooh. <laughs> but and also it could play it could theoretically play another card that we're going to be talking about in this next section here uh so best reprint um just for reference we had uh 21 reprints in this set most of them were lands <laughs> Yeah, a full 10 of them were lands, which yeah. actually made this really hard for me. Yeah. Because so. a lot of them were just like, all right, whatever. Yeah. But we got some some okay ones. Uh, I'm really, really happy about a comp- couple of them. Um, John, why don't you take yours first, since some, uh, I referenced it anyways. All right. Mine's kind of a cop-out for best reprint, but it's also a card that I've always really, really liked. It's probably because also I like- actually the best reprint. <laughs> Yeah, eh, one of yours actually might take that place. Okay, maybe. I'm a really, really big fan of one man artifacts. <laughs> Joking. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's the one I'm most excited about, actually. But okay, I'm not surprised. Uh-huh. Um, mine is Mortify, colorless white black, uh, destroy target creature or destroy target enchantments. Yep. It, it is destroy, right? Not yep, exile. Destroy target creature or enchantment. Yeah. Just doing that for memory, so yep. Car- <laughs> yeah, card's um, good. <laughs> yeah, Mortify's good. It's flexible. It's powerful. You know, it's a three mana removal spell at instant speed. Like, what more could you really ask for? Right? Let's be completely honest here. Yeah, right? That's pretty solid. Yeah, it's solid. It's good. It costs three mana. It's fine. If it if there is a black white deck, it will see play. Oh, at yeah. least oh, it's yeah. like a hands one. hands down. It will see play. No universe where it doesn't. Yep, so I agree. Like, I I was excited when this card got spoiled too. Actually, I was like, oh man, like I love Mortify. Like that card's just legit. Yeah, I have to hunt down my alternate art ones. I think. Yeah. Because they have fabulous, fabulous flavor text. <laughs> I'll trust you. The uh, well, it's um, it's a reference to Soren Markov. Oh, the it's the case like... of crossing a, a millennia year old. <laughs> yes. Yeah, some people come down with a fatal case of crossing a millennia old vampire. Yeah. I remember that one, but yeah, Mortify Sweet. Like this, yeah. this is a relevant card in standard right now too. Like Absolutely. if you're playing that, like there's obviously creatures are always a thing. There's a ton of enchantments yep. running around right now. Yeah, there's a lot of really powerful enchantments yep. running around right now. So, like the aforementioned uh, experimental friends. Yeah, exactly. Or like even like search or, you know any of the other stuff that pops out like all the you know the the dumb life life gain jank that people play and stuff and the token one or yeah whatever. like there's stuff that shows up enough that you're just like this will do things and i will be happy but yep okay all right so i have two in this category uh so the first one is actually probably the better reprint um and potentially just actually the best reprint in the set uh Side note, first time this has been reprinted also. Um, also, was it, was it never in a commander set or anything? No. I'm looking at Scryfall like... right now. Uh, never been reprinted. Also, this makes it legal and modern, which is big. So, that is Absorb. So, it is an instant for white, blue, blue. Counter target spell, you gain three life. Uh, it was last printed in Invasion. That is the only other printing of it. Card's good. You really think this card being modern legal is relevant? I I think it's 
trying to think of the, the, the correct answer for this. The short answer is no, but I think it's worthwhile, if that makes sense. Right. Like, I, like, would, does this, it's worth does, considering. Does this end up in modern right now? No. If there is a white-blue deck in modern that gets more legs, will this be a consideration? I believe so. How about that? Right. Fair enough. Like, it's one of those cards that I think is like, when you're looking through counterspells, like white blue stuff, counterspells you want in modern or whatever, or if you're looking for something for that deck, like I think you at least look at it. And like, I don't think this is ever a four of in a deck. It's like mm-hmm. a one, two of if you ever put it in. Right. Fair is enough. that fair? I don't know. Like, that's my opinion, but I think it's a, it's, it's a good card and it deserves to be in the modern pool at least. How about that? All right. I can, I can get behind that. Right. That's acceptable. All right, so uh, my second card that actually this is the one I'm actually more excited about um, <laughs> is uh, this is also it, this is its first standard standard printing of a or first standard reprint ever. Uh, it has been printed in Commander and apparently it ended up in World Championship decks, but. I didn't know this card was good. I just thought it was, I just got a kick out of it because I remember having this card. Uh, it is I mean, back, back in the day, Graveyard Hate was real bad. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but that card is uh, Scrabbling Claws. It is a one mana artifact. Tap target player removes a card in his or her graveyard from the game. One sacrifice Scrabbling Claws. Move target card in a graveyard from the game. Draw a card. It's basically Relic of Progenitus. <laughs> God damn it! My internet didn't go out. I'm just being really quiet. Oh, okay, you dick. I'm like, I'm like, God damn it! You just did. <laughs> you control. <laughs> so, I'm gonna be completely honest. Yep. I do own a playset of this card that I have never put in any deck ever, <laughs> but it's there just in case. Yep. This card is very, very mediocre. Graveyard. Hate. Oh yeah. But it is graveyard hate. It, they, it, yeah, I just get so, a kick out of it. I just love it. Reprints <laughs> like this, like like the the original art has always been one of those arts that just kind of sticks with me. Same here. That's actually when I, when I saw the name, I'm like, I'm like scrabbly claws. I recognize the art. <laughs> yeah, and like you know, it's like the horrifying you know uncle that just got out of prison of it. Yep. Earth. No, a uh, thing. Yeah, not it. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, it's it's one of those things. Like, all right, that's cool, sweet. Yep. I I'm a fan of graveyard hate existing. I like having options. So I'll I'll admit when I got excited about this and put it on the list, I had no idea what the card even did. <laughs> You're just like I know that name. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> like I could picture the car, the 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 art and everything in my head. I'm like, oh my god, like yeah. I just remember like reading, hear... re- remember reading it and being like, "Oh, I don't care what this does." <laughs> like, <laughs> it's almost relic of progenitus. It's almost relic of progenitus. Yes, it is really, really close to relic of progenitus. Hey, it's just missing some key things that make it yeah. good, but it doesn't have the nuclear option. Yeah. Oh well. All right. But... Okay. All right. Biggest. Miss. I'm really fascinated by your choice. So. Okay. 
All right. So I actually have an honorable mention for this one that I have to to give out. Uh, so my first, my honorable mention is Azoria Skyguard. Not because of anything the card does or anything like that, because there, but because there is a literally a giant griffin front and center of the card, and it is a creature human knight, and I am mad. <laughs> that is all. Yep. Okay. Uh, that is everything. And uh, my... Oops. Sorry, I just got to get it all up here just to make sure I remember this. My actual one is um, uh, Sphinx of Foresight. So it is two blue-blue for a creature Sphinx. It's a 4-4. Four, four. Good on rate. Um... You may reveal this card from your opening hand if you do scry three at the beginning of your first upkeep. Flying at the beginning of your upkeep, scry one. I just don't... I feel like this card just misses a bunch of bullets for me. I don't know what it is. Like, people are excited about that That if this card is in your opening hand thing, and I'm like, okay, like, that seems pretty good. The payoff being at the beginning of your upkeep, scry one when you play this creature, like, and not get that ability, it feels not good like i don't know where this goes except in like i drafted and limited and kill my opponents all the time because it's a 4-4 flyer for four like that's about the only thing that it does well i i just I, I just wanted something a little different with this i feel like after reading it see i originally thought you were thinking this was a miss from a game design standpoint yep because it does it requires a trigger every turn which can be forgotten it requires pre-game actions which can slow down the game and it requires um revealing information that can be something that a lot of newer players don't like i thought you were thinking from a game nope, design perspective. i just don't like the card like i just don't like what's tacked onto it if that makes sense like it just it's just it just feels weird every time i look at it huh. right. i don't know i just don't like it at all and it's one of those cards that I really should like. Yeah, I think we maybe. I think we talked about that before. Because I think you said something about like about like the scry one each shirt, and I'm like, yeah, whatever about that. And you're like, Thassa was a card, and I'm like, yeah, I didn't like that card either. Yeah, <laughs> which makes absolutely no sense for me as the person who just wants to like, like, see, here's the deal: give me a scryfish, and I'm just the happiest person in the world. But give it to you for free on a four-four no, no, no. and I'm like pissed off. Yeah, not a lot. Does not make any sense. I, I'm I'm willing to admit that I just don't like the card. I feel like it just should have been tweaked slightly. I don't even know what that tweak should have been. Yeah. All right. I suppose mine is very very similar to your dislike of the Sphinx. All things considered, uh, mine is Immolation Shop. Oh yeah. Okay. Colus Red 1-3, Viashino Shaman. Whenever an opponent activates an ability of an artifact, creature, or land that isn't a mana ability, Immolation Shaman deals 1 damage to that player. 3 Colorless Red Red, Immolation Shaman gets plus 3, plus 3, and gains Menace until end of turn. So, Fletcher already had to read a semi-rant about this card. Yeah. And it's it basically comes down to... We have seen this effect twice now, and both times I've read it and just been like, 
this isn't good enough. And I just, I didn't like seeing it be printed again, but weaker. Yeah. Uh, there was Stern Mentor, or whatever his name was, which basically had this exact same first effect, but it dealt two damage to that player instead. Yep. And the big thing about this is, like, there aren't that many things that this really punishes, and one life does not matter. No. Like, this is not going to keep someone from activating their Ascanta the Sunken Ruin. No. In any way, right? Like, the the tacked on five mana for plus three, plus three in Menace is just kind of like, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, like, a lot of things about this card, I think, like, it's not quite there, and... I don't like that it's taking up a rare slot when it's something we've seen before that already didn't do anything. Like, maybe I'm missing something. Like, right? Like, I'll completely admit that I could be missing something, but a lot of the things in this format aren't activated abilities, they're triggered abilities. A lot of the activated abilities are on planeswalkers, and this doesn't trigger on planeswalkers, nor can it shoot planeswalkers. As a result of that, it just doesn't do very much. Like, it's it's an aggressively costed red creature with not with non-aggressive stats yeah and like i can't think of the like i cannot think of a red deck that would want to play this and be happy playing it yeah it's it's really weird i feel like they almost like printed it with the first ability at having it deal two damage or something like that uh-huh. and they're like they're like no that's too good we have to trim it down to one and they're like well we need something else for this so like uh slap on an activated ability yeah like it's just you know, last time I ran on a rant about this was the entire Is It Guild and Is It wound up being really, really good. So maybe I'm wrong and this card's going to be gas. Yeah, but... And you had to apologize to New Mizzet. Yeah. <laughs> I've won so many games off of New Mizzet. It's ridiculous. And you're still sorry. <laughs> I'm still sorry. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I I don't, yeah. I don't like it. I don't like seeing it as a, in a rare slot just because, like, this is not an effect you can ever put on anything other than a rare. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. It just feels feels bad, man. Right? It just feels so mediocre. Yeah. So. Yeah, that that is my biggest miss. All right. Yeah, we get pretty nitpicky on those to some degree. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean that's. You know, we've been playing this game for long enough that we're allowed to get nitpicky. Yeah, fair enough. We're consumers. We can be nitpicky about whatever the hell we want. Taste it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, um, the card you had to read twice. (laughs) You're welcome, by the way. For what? You didn't have, you only had what it did. You didn't have its name written down. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, I put the name down oh, for funny. you. I never looked it up again. <laughs> so mine, now that John wrote that down for me, is of a Guardian Project. Uh, it is three and a green for an enchantment. Uh, whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield on your control, if it doesn't have the same name as another creature you control or a creature card in your graveyard, draw a card. Commander All-Star. Yeah, definitely. Like, I get what the card's doing, but like when I read it, I had to read it like three more times just to be like, okay... Like, this is what it's doing, right? Like, it's... <laughs> it was just like... Oh, man. I don't know. And it's, I know it's one of those cards that it's going to be like... If if I ever have it in a deck, which I cannot imagine... Um, I will... I will be like... 
okay, I'll be like, okay, I play this. It's like, okay, I don't have one in the bed. Does it? Oh wait, it counts graveyard. Okay, my graveyard's clean. Oh wait, okay, and then it's non-token. So that meant like I'm just gonna have to like pay attention to every piece of it, and it's you know, and then at the end of it, I'm gonna be like, yay, I drew a card. Yeah, like, it's just one of those this. This card goes in green playing EDH commander decks. Yep. And it's still going to get read by a lot of people. Yep, exactly. When realistically what it says is whenever I play a non-token creature, I draw a card. Yep. <laughs> so that's that's mine. It was just a little one of those things where it's like, god damn. So I actually had a lot of trouble with this one. Uh, there wasn't a lot of things that really stuck out to me. One of them actually was Guardian Project, but Fletcher already had it, and I didn't, obviously. Don't want to talk about the same thing. But then I was, like, looking through, and, like, I actually did reread this card to make sure it did exactly what I thought it did. So there's the criteria. And then, yeah, and this was Angel of Grace, which is a play off the card Angel's Grace, and also... Seriously, they've never used this name on a card before. That was, yeah, it's like what? <laughs> I had to reread just that. Like, <laughs> yeah. So three colors, white, white for a five-four flying creature angel with flash. When Angel of Grace enters the battlefield until end of turn, damage that would reduce your life total to less than one reduces it to one instead. It has an activated ability. Four white, white. Exile Angel of Grace from your graveyard, your life total becomes 10. It's like... I... So the thing I was double-checking was the second ability, actually, to make sure it actually said graveyard. So not only does this have to then die, you have to have 6 mana, and making your life total 10 has to matter. But it it is some pretty good art. I like the art. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing they think it's like you're going to flash this in to save yourself on curve or something like that. Play another land, it's going to die or something, and then you're going to make your life total 10, and then you'll die after that. Yeah. So the one thing about this card that I really like is the fact that I have won a lot of um, games in Limited where my opponent thinks that an Alpha Strike will kill me. And then they alpha strike me, and I have like the removal spell to not die. So this is and this is just like punishment. this is like the biggest feel bad card possible to do that exact thing because it's a mythic angel that then just kills them themselves. Yeah, <laughs> like you just want to do it where your opponent's tapped out and at five, right? Like when they alpha yep. strike you and just be like, like yeah. we're just having like, like a crazy race back and forth. They're just like alpha, and I'm just like. Flash this in. No blocks. <laughs> because reasons. Get banned. Attack you for five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, cards we just want to talk about that we couldn't find, uh, <laughs> that we don't have a category for. Um, yeah. I just wrote a bunch down. I don't know if you care about these. Uh, uh, everything you put down is something I also think is worth talking okay, about. Okay, cool. Should we just go down the list and discuss these cards, John? Let's do this. All right, so first up, I have Hydroid Crassus. Uh, mythic, it is a mythic jellyfish Hydra beast. Um, it is obviously in Simic, so it is X and then green-blue for 0-0. Zero, zero. 
we probably know what's happening here. Uh, it enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it. It has flying and trample. And when you cast the spell, you gain half X life and draw half X cards round down each time. <laughs> this card is so weird. This card's weird. And we're we're like, not even referring to the Jellyfish Hydra Beast. <laughs> no. Okay, I'm just going to point out, there, gonna, there are so many cards that people are going to mispronounce the hell out of because of Simic. Oh, yeah. Like, like I probably just mispronounced <laughs> that one. So many. Uh, Hydroid Crassus is oh, right. Yeah. That was good. Actually, I have no idea how you pronounce the gyre. G-Y-R-E. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think it's gyre. I don't That's know. That's how I do it. Yeah. Gyre. Either way, Hydroid Crassus, it's like, it's underrate if you cast it for anything less than like X equal 3. But if you ever cast it for anything higher than X equal 3, you feel like you're cheating. Yeah, it's, I suppose it's just one of those things right? you just like. So like, just like, for an example, I like to I like to compare a lot of X cost cards to Paragon Drake. Which was four colors, blue, blue, four, four, flyer, enter the battlefield, unsummon a creature. Okay. So for the same mana cost, you get a four, four, flying trample. Cool. And you drew two cards and gained two life. Okay. That's pretty good. Pretty <laughs> Like, at this card's, like, at the bare minimum, you can reasonably cast this card. You have a four mana, two, two flying trample that drew you a card and gained you a life. That's not I mean, bad. Done, done worse. Right? Like, oh, this card is super flexible. I legit think this card might see playing standard in, like, a ramp deck. Fair enough. Because, like, the fact that's a cast trigger and not to, not an enter the battlefield trigger matters a lot. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Also, the art is just... Weird. Yeah, let's go with weird. <laughs> All right. It's like the tentacles of the jellyfish are the snake heads. That's probably how it was designed, because Simic. Yeah. Which, <laughs> random, random Simic thing. Shout out to the Pegasus card or whatever it is. The flavor text <laughs> of that card is phenomenal. Concordia, Concordia Pegasus. Pegasus, yes. <laughs> Reprints. Yes, it is. I think I have a signed. I have one signed by you on my desk. Yep. By who? You. Why don't I sign it? Because I beat you with it in the chaos draft. Or no, uh, because I beat you and just had you sign a random card from my deck in the chaos draft. All right. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> just saying. Uh, but okay. So next up, we have Rakdos the Showstopper. He does stop shows, I'm sure. Um, he is four black red for a legendary creature demon at Mythic. He's a 6-6 flying trample. When Rakdos the Showstopper enters the battlefield, flip a coin for each creature that isn't a demon. Devil or imp, destroy each creature whose coin comes up tails. Flavor text. Entertain me. <laughs> This is probably the most metal art in the set. And that's saying something, because there's a lot of Rakdos guys running around. Yeah, there's some fairly metal art in this set, actually. The Rakdos art is really good in this set because it shows more of that uh, um, performy, entertainy stuff than I feel like previous sets. Yeah, they're less about being sadists and more about being, um, you know, their actual job. Yep description yeah 
One of the best comments I've heard about the Rakdos Guild was from Cube April, yep. who was on Twitter, and she was like, the more I see Rakdos stuff, the more I'm like, man, these guys are like basically a gay pride, pride parade, except, wait, no, no, they're exactly like a gay pride <laughs> parade. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a- April's great, by the way. Who, in case people don't realize, she is... You know, of that orientation. So, I don't, I don't know how to I don't know how to word it, but just so people don't think yeah. she's being whatever. Ha, have been have yeah. been in gay pride parade can confirm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Rectus that, that ability is gas. That ability. Is I don't know how I feel about. I'm always really eh about coin flips, but it's perfect for Rectus. Oh yeah. I mean, entertain me is right, huh? <laughs> yeah. It's just pure. Yeah. I mean, it's pure variance and everything, but yeah, it's it's cool if nothing else. I mean, otherwise he's a six six ass beater too. But yeah, I mean, he's a six six flying trample. Like he's good by himself, and then he has a sweet ability. Yep. So, all right. So next up, we have um, Lavinia Azorius Renegade. She's a uh, Human Soldier 2-2 for white and blue. Um, each opponent can't, can't cast non-creature spells with converted mana cost greater than the number of lands that player controls. Whenever an opponent casts a spell, if no mana was spent to cast it, counter that spell. So. so this card is overrated beyond all reason. Oh, yeah. Like, the more time, like the first time I read this card, I'm like, all right, okay. Those abilities are weird, though. Sure. <laughs> They're very weird. Like, the first, obviously, like you read the first one, all you think of is Tron, right? Yeah. Like, that should be the first thing that comes to mind is Tron. I mean, that's, that's and Reddit's you... mantra, though, is F Tron, so. Yeah. But then, like, you think about it, and you're just like, well, if Tron's, like, if. What what deck plays this besides humans, right? Yeah. And humans already has things they can play to slow down Tron. Yeah. This doesn't really help with that. Like it kind of does, uh-huh. but not really. And like it doesn't stop one of their best things they can do against you, which is just repeatedly casting um worm coil engines. Yeah, mediocre. Like it's like, alright. And then like everyone's like up in arms about the second ability in Vintage of all four mats, where they're just like, oh, if you turn one this against your opponent, they can't cast their mocks in. Okay. Let's talk about probability. So you're telling me you need to have exactly one of two different colored mocks in, and this card, which is a slightly higher than 40% chance of seeing your opening hand is a Vorov, that is then a horrible top deck... And your opponent has to be not playing dredge. Or have removal spells. I mean, the first ability probably ticks off, too, a little bit, but... It's good against shops. That's about it, I suppose. Because every other thing is, like, I play a land and a mox, and... Or, you know, it's like... You know, you play this later in the game or something, they're like, oh, I have two lands and 16 artifact things. It's like, well, all my spells cost two or less. Yeah. It's like, you can still (laughs) use the mana from those things, it just has to be less than that. They're like, Lavinia has potential if you get lucky. But that's kind of where she sits yep. with me. Her art is exceptional. I like her it. promo art. 
Her promo art is amazing. I, gotta, I don't remember what that looked like now. I gotta go look at it. Uh, did they have? Oh those? yeah, that's the one I yeah. love. I love the promo art. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you get that promo art. I'm getting four Score of it. Score championship. Deal. <laughs> Easy four of. Um, <laughs> Wait, the the one that already happened? I don't know. It just says store championship on it. Huh. All right. Noted. All right. But I'm, uh, yeah. So I like the character as my thing. Like, so yep. I, I, I always found her for her interesting from the, the storyline perspective. I haven't followed this one at all, but like, so all that's kind of like super interesting and just that whole vibe it gives and her, I like her flavor text on the other one because it's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure she actually kind of said that to him, but you know, <laughs> so yeah. I'm a big fan of the card in general, even if it isn't good. Even if the card's not good, it's still sweet. Yeah. And if the card is good, it's going to be good, oh, right? Yeah. It's another hate piece. It's fine. Yeah. You know. Hate bear. All right. Now, next one we have is light up the stage. This was one of the first cards spoiled. Um, Actually spoiled, actually spoiled, not previewed. Yeah, actually spoiled, not previewed. Yeah, it was spoiled. Uh, we, yeah, we had no idea what spectacle was because um, it was a promo that was nope. spoiled. Uh, what I think this this is actually what led to us wondering, like, is it like blood? Oh rush? yeah, this is what. Yeah, we were speculating about spectacle because of it. Yeah. Uh, so light up the stage is two in a red for a sorcery or a spectacle for a red. Uh, exile the top two cards of your library. Until the end of turn, you may play those cards. So it's divination with upside. Sure. And that's 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 how I'm thinking of this card. Yep. Like it's divination with a red twist and with upside. Yep. Right. A lot of people are like people thinking this card should see play in like modern burn. Mm. You're thinking of the wrong three mana sorcery speed spectacle one card. Yes, they are actually. They mixed them up. Just say just it. Say it. <laughs> but like this card seems good. Like I'm just curious about it. Like it, it I like that we're seeing more of these effects. Like I think it's the the exile top cards for red. Yeah. Like it, it does a lot of work. I'd rather have stuff like this yeah. than experimental frenzy. <laughs> yeah, I like like you know, as I've said before, I really like the fact that it's you can play not cast, which means you can play lands, which has always been a thing you can't do with these cards normally. Yep. Until next turn is super, super relevant text. <laughs> like, yeah, that that is actually like because that's one of the limitations they usually have is is that um, uh, you know, you kind of try to you cast these cards and then can't do anything with it because you don't have enough mana. Yeah, but that's part of the risk, though. In I, I, I think it's sweet. I legit think it might see play oh yeah i wouldn't be i wouldn't like, be too surprised yeah i don't think it's going to see play in older formats no. because there's better things to be doing like i was faithless just say faithless looting but just saying just faithless looting mention that. <laughs> but but otherwise yeah it's like all right sure except cool all right next up we have deputy of detention uh this is the first one i put on the list I oh really uh, one white blue for a 1-3 Vidalcan Wizard at rare. When Deputy of Attention enters the battlefield, exile target, target non-land permanent in opponent controls and all other non-land permanents that player controls the same name as that permanent until Deputy of Detention leaves the battlefield. So this is um, uh, Detention Sphere on legs, literally. 
Yep, this is Distension Sphere, made a baby with Fiend Hunter. And this card is good. It's having a lot of people talk about it. Uh, I've seen both people complaining and thanking God that this is not a I, human. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, yeah, it's a Videlkin wizard. I'm like, that was probably by design. That was the most intentional thing ever. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, someone made a comment you know, months ago, they're like, I think one day humans will be the best deck possible in modern because wizards will continue to reprint humans. Yeah. And then you see cards like Deputy of Detention, which spells Vidalkin, and you're like, Watsi knows what they're doing. Yeah, they're like, alright, good thing they headed that one off. <laughs> yeah. Good thing they know exactly what to do. Plus, if people really wanted this effect, they could just actually play Fiend Hunter most oh, of the time. Yeah. Yes, this hits anything, not just creatures, yada yada yeah. yada. Detention Sphere is good. Detention Sphere with three toughness is noticeably less good, yeah. but it's still Detention Sphere. Yeah. I'm surprised this card didn't exist before. Eh, kinda. Just one of those things. Like, I mean, maybe it's like we've just finally worked up to it because the Fiend Hunter stuff is not that you know. O, o Ring is like Origins level of or uh, yeah. not or, uh, Lorwyn level of like newness, which is old, but I suppose. Technically, yeah. it was in black first off way back in the day, but whatever. Yeah, they did that, Yeah, then they did not print anything like that forever, so. Yeah. Okay, next up we have Quench. I just had to put this one out there because it had to be mentioned. Okay, uh, one in a blue instant counter target spell unless this controller pays two. This card is not Mana Leak. This card is very, very close to Mana Leak. This card is so much better than whatever that one in Amonkhet was that counted us that paid one. Sensor? <laughs> sensor. This is so much better than Sensor, even though it doesn't have cycling, because it's a lot harder to leave open two mana. Mm -hmm. But along those lines, it is still a soft counter. It is not a hard counter. Uh, I don't know how much play Rune Snare played, because I didn't play back in Rune Snare times. Rune Snare, Rune Snag, whatever it's called. Yep. Either way, this card will probably see play. I don't know how much, but it's fine. It's acceptable. Right. Good talk. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm assuming you have nothing to say about this card nope. at all. So I don't. I'm not a fan of the art. Also, all right. Next up, we have Frilled Mystic. Um, it is a it, for green, green, blue, blue. You get a three-two Elf Lizard Wizard. Um, with Flash. And when Frilled Mystic enters the battlefield, you may counter target spell. So I have to say that I hate this card. Why? I'm sick and tired of people making comments about it being a lizard wizard. Okay. I get it. It rhymes, and there's some alliteration going on. It rhymes. Shut up. <laughs> Don't care. Also, every time they say the creature type, it reminds me of a band that has really weird-ass music. I went back and listened to that one song the other day. <laughs> like, on... What's your, what, what's your second opinion? Or second listen give you for... Uh, I was kind of busy, so I didn't like, really listen to it. But I'm like, sometimes I just want to listen to weird-ass stuff, I guess. <laughs> that band will do you. Yep. It'll definitely give you what you're looking for. They King, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard or something. Uh, yep. But yeah, so this is a lizard wizard. It is a mystic snake, and 
it's probably going to be. It's a mystic snake that's technically harder to cast with relevant creature types. Yep. I mean, yeah, yep. El- elves are played in in formats. Wizards are played in formats. Lizards are not. Second mystic second second mystic snake is second mystic yeah, right. snake. But it, right, it's cool. Sure. It'll probably be good. Probably show up at standard. I would I would not be surprised. Uh next up we have as soon as I get to it, a Simic Ascendancy. This is a rare enchantment for green blue. You can it has an activated ability of one green blue. Put a plus one plus one counter on target creature you control. Uh, it also has some other effects on it, which are whenever one or more plus one plus one counters are put on a creature you control, put that many growth counters on Simic Ascendancy. At the beginning of your upkeep, if Simic Ascendancy has twenty or more growth counters on it, you win the game. So. so. People need to stop talking about this card being playable in modern. <laughs> really? Are you? Are you? Okay. Never mind. Never but mind. Yeah. People think this could be good in hardened scales. Okay. I hate people. Just saying. Yeah. Cute things do not succeed in modern. No. Modern is way too cutthroat. For yeah. That. This card will probably not even succeed in standard. Oh, really, John? Do you really think that? I mean, Thrashing Brontodon still exists. <laughs> Give me half a reason to play some Thrashy Bees, and I'm happy. Yeah, this this card is... I mean, it was like the first spoiler, I guess, or something was, along, the first, early, along yeah. the, lines of the first spoiler. A lot of people were like, oh my god, this card's amazing, yada yada. It's like, alright, guys, like, sure... It's a Johnny card. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those things that honestly, like, they're going to play this and they're going to be like, wah, ha, 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 ha. Put three plus one plus one counters on my creatures. I'm up to seven counters. And you're like, okay, end of your turn. Mortify. Yeah, end, of, end of your turn, kill your creature, <laughs> attack you for lethal. Like, it's just yep. one of those, you know, it's like I get it. Try to live the dream, but like, you're not going to. No. But more power to you if you try, no. I guess, because I like free wins. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm sure you'll lose to it. I'm sure I will, and I will probably be mad about it. <laughs> um, so next up, we have Bedevil. Black, black, red, instant at rare. Destroy target, artifact, creature, or planeswalker. End text. I have another... I have another complaint about this okay. card. I'm really, really sick of people of saying, oh my god, Jund mid-range seems really good. And I'm like, alright, what are you playing? They're like, you got Bedevil in red. I'm like, go to hell. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Bedevil is a freakishly good magic yes. card. This card is batshit insane. It is exceptional. Yep. You don't need to play a third color when you already have Brassy's Contempt. Yeah. The like, my the thing I like the most about Bedevil is Bedevil actually makes Grixis better because Grixis has a massive glut at the four drop yep. slot, and not being like because you already want to play Nickel Bullets, you already want to play Chupacabra, you want to play um, Brassy's Contempt. This means you don't need to play 
all you know you don't need to play Rassi sometimes because you can play Bedevil now, and like the mana base is already there and all that stuff. Like I really like Bedevil. I don't like people who are talking about playing it in decks or splashing red index basically for just this. <laughs> we you already has Rassi. We tend to be decks. against that in general. Like, yes. It doesn't just apply to limited. No, no, no it does not. <laughs> like, if you're going to splash for an effect, have it be an effect that you don't already have. Agreed. It's like, I can destroy artifacts! Yeah, so can Vivian and Vraska. Yep. You, t- you show me an artifact, you feel the need to kill on turn three, and I'll show you why your deck's built terribly. <laughs> uh, Alright. But yeah, card's good. <laughs> yeah, card is amazing. Legit might be good enough for modern. Oh yeah, probably. Uh, my my metric on modern playability is like there's people who think that Heroes Downfall is modern playable. I disagree, but this might push it a little over the edge if you're playing a deck that can play these colors. That's rough. Okay, anything else on that list? Uh yeah. I think cool. All right, big ticket cards. What do we want to crack in our packs? Got a couple. Uh. One of the ones that I'm the most excited for from a deck building standpoint is actually uh, Dovin Bond. Okay. Uh, or it's like Dovin Azorius. Uh, Grand there. Arbiter. There we go. Uh, he's a three mana planeswalker with three loyalty in Azorius colors. Plus one until end of turn whenever creature control it deals combat damage to a player. Put a loyalty counter on Dovin Ar- Grand Arbiter. Negative one, make a Thopter and gain a life. Negative seven, look at the top ten cards of your library, put three in your hand, put the rest in the bottom of your library in a random order. This card is really, really cool from a deck building perspective because it's not what Azorius normally does. Uh-huh. Like, this and Te- and Teferi should never go in the same deck. They're doing two completely different things. Yeah, they're doing two, two very, very different things. But the, I really, really like that, that they're taking Azorius to along a different line. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm really, really crazy and think this card might be playable in Affinity in Modern because I'm dumb. Okay, yeah. I have... My philosophy on Affinity is the deck is horrible at top decking because half their cards don't do shit. This is true, actually. But you can reasonably cast Dovin on turn two in Affinity. Even if you cast him on turn three in Affinity, you can probably ultimate him the next turn. Yep. And picking the best three cards out of your top ten is so much better than just drawing random cards at the top because you have very, very few cards in the deck that actually do things. Like Cranial Plating and Arcbound Ravager are basically your only good top decks in the yeah. late game. He helps you find those, which is super, super relevant. I don't know if he's good enough. He might be good enough. I mean, also making Plus, the Thopter is, you know... Yeah, his minus one literally makes you an artifact creature with flying. Like, that does play into the deck, right? Like, he does hedge along those lines. So, that's that's literally where my mind went when I first saw Dovin huh. Bond. Okay. Take it as you will. Will do. And then uh, the other one is Domri Chaos Bringer, four mana planeswalker with five loyalty in Gruul colors. Plus one, add red or green. Uh, if that mana is spent on a creature spell, it gains Riot. Okay. Of note, you can use it mana for non-creature spells. Oh, cool. 
Negative three, look at the top four cards of your library. You can reveal up to two creature cards from among them, put them into your hand, put them out of them in the library in random order. Okay, sure, he draws yeah. cards. If you build your deck correctly, this is almost always a draw yeah. too. Obviously, variance is a thing. Yep. Then negative eight, you get an emblem with at the beginning of each end step, create a four, four red and green beast creature creature token with trample. Hmm. Sure. Okay. If we get if we I get I mean there. a free boar every turn is yep. kinda good. Yeah, it's, it's, it takes a while to build up to that, but it's a, it is the only Planeswalker in this set that straight up, like, his ultimate will win you the game, oh, actually. Yeah. I mean, getting a free so. creature is decent against some decks, so. But yeah, yeah I mean, you gotta work will for it. It ain't, ain't free. Yeah. So, yeah, he's fine. Um, not really a card that I necessarily want to play, but I might. Who yeah. knows? And then another one that I really didn't know where to put... But I think this card legit might be really good. And it's a mythic, so it deserves to be in this slot. <laughs> Spawn of Mayhem. Two colors, black, black for 4-4 four, four, Demon with Flying and Trample. They're really, really big on the Flample in this Apparently, set. Yeah, this is the Flampliest set. Uh, and he has Spectral Cost for one, red, one black, black. Yep. So this is aggressively costed in a red-based aggro deck, which is really, really good. Black. Uh, beginning of your up... Or sorry, black, yes. As if your upkeep, Spawn of Mayhem deals one damage to each player. Then if you have ten or less life, put a plus one, plus one counter on Spawn of Mayhem. That card's super interesting. I mean, yeah, he effectively is, like, even without the putting counters on him, he effectively is five damage every turn by himself. Which is kind of sweet, so. I think if there's a black-based dagger deck, he is absolutely going to see a shit ton of play. And if there isn't a black-based aggro deck, I'm sure people will try and force yeah. one. So I mean, being able, being we able still to have... play a 4-4 flyer on turn 3 is decent. <laughs> that's, yeah, that, that's, that is very relevant. And not to mention, like, there are, I think you can play 12 1-mana, 2-power black creatures oh, right geez. now in Standard. Or once the set comes out, oh. rather. That could so. be some. All right. Now on to the fun All stuff. All right. Favorite card overall. So. So you added an honorable have, mention. So I have an honorable mention that needs to be there because I got super excited because it was just spoiled in the bulk. Because, uh, <laughs> of course, it was. I feel that. Oh, no. I, 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 picked, I named it wrong in this thing. It's actually in the. There we are. Okay. I spelled it wrong still, but it doesn't matter for anything. So. Uh, my honorable mention is Senate Griffin. <laughs> Hooray! I, I got a Griffin this set, and I was super happy. <laughs> yeah, Fletcher has a Griffin. Cool one. Life is life is good. Yeah. No parrot beaks going on in this one. I liked Parrot Griffin. Parrot Griffin was okay. I liked Parrot Griffin. You said you didn't like it. I thought. Uh, I thought I liked it. Well, maybe it grew on you. Maybe he did. I mean, you were excited because it was a Griffin. Was the yeah, like, this one might actually make my Griffin deck too. It's, it's all right. It's solid. It's a three-two flyer for four. Yeah, with Scry one when it enters, yeah. which is decent. Three-two flyer for floor with no downside. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Okay. Uh, my actual favorite card in this set uh, is. Oops. Uh, come on. Need help? 
I just gotta. I'm just tr- typing to try to get to the card. Uh, is uh, Tasa Karlov, which probably not a surprise to you. Um, nope. She is two white black for a legendary creature, human advisor. She is a two four. Uh, at rare, if a creature dies and causes a, a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger, that ability triggers an additional time. Creature tokens you control have vigilance and lifelink. I love this card. Like this card is I, sweet. I think, I think like this probably honestly should have been in my favorite effects category, but this is just my favorite card in the set. Yeah. Um, Tasty is one of my favorite characters from Rava, Ravnica. I literally already have a uh, commander deck built around her uh, from the Return to Ravnica card. Her seven mana variant. <laughs> the seven mana variant. Um, you just need to build three different Tasa decks all built around the different Tasas. I'll get on that. I'm sure I have the cards for it. I mean, but... they don't have to be good cards. Which you were talking about. True. This is true, actually. I, <laughs> I, I usually make decks that don't have good cards. Um, but, like, her art is great. Um, I, I absolutely love it. The uh, Her abilities are cool as hell. Like, everything about the card is just what I want it to be. And... Yeah, I'm super stoked for for that card. I I think I already told told you I'm like if you get a foil one, I want one. Oh yeah, so. yeah. When I first saw this card, my mind immediately went to Elenda the Dusk Rose. Who oh was yeah, another four mana Orzhov colored legendary creature who plays uh-huh. really really well with these abilities. Yeah, very so. well with those abilities. Yeah, but so. Mardu, 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 legendary aristocrats. There we are. We've got it. Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of sweet. I'm a huge fan of it. Like I said, like you said, also a huge fan of the arts. Just yep. sweet card overall. Just hit all the all the bullet points I needed. Like, yeah. All right. Cool. Mine is kind of a weird one, actually. Yes, I am curious about this. So, very few cards in the set really, like, stuck out to me as being like, oh my god, like, I want this as, like, a million of. Mm -hmm. I really, really like the versatility of this card. Um, I think I've said multiple times, one of my least favorite cards in current standard is Carnage Tyrant. I think Carnage Tyrant requires no skill to play, and it's literally designed to be that way. Um, I, as to where this card has a lot of utility, which I really, really appreciate. Um, it is Consecrate Consume. Uh, Consecrate is an instant exile target card from a graveyard, draw a card, for one and a hybrid Orzov. So at the bare minimum, this card is two mana cycle it. Yep. I really, really like Shadow of Doubt. <laughs> right? At its uh... bare minimum, it's a cycler for two mana. <laughs> I mean, you have to have something in a graveyard, but... Yeah. True. And the other half of this is consume for two white-black sorcery. Target player sacrifices a creature with the greatest power among creatures they control. You gain life equal to its power. This card will forever and always kill a Carnage Tyrant. <laughs> And that Hopefully. feels so good. 
if they somehow have another creature that's bigger than a Carnage Tyrant, that's fine. <laughs> this is fine. I, I am okay with these events that are transpiring because that means you're at least gaining enough life to not die, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you just cast another consume on your next turn. And I okay. actually, I really like the versatility of this card. I really like what it does. I, I'm a big fan of sacrifice cards in general. Like I really, really like Fleshbag Marauder as a magic card. Oh yeah. When the sacrifice has a caveat that forces your opponent to sacrifice one of their more powerful creatures, that makes it so so much better. Yeah. So. Like I said, random card. I really didn't know what else to put on here because, like, nothing really stuck out to me that until, like, random. I was, like, I was reading all the flip cards and I read this and I'm like, oh my god, this card is sweet. I like this one. I want this one. Yeah, you don't get griffins or... No. I mean, there there were a few goblins. Yeah, there, there were a few goblins, but none of them struck me as, like, yeah, this one's sweet. It's just like, yeah, this is a goblin. It's a goblin. It does goblin-y things. Yep. So. Although that um uh, there was that one goblin, uh, token maker that was really kind of cool, but that kind of sweet, but it seems more cute than anything. Oh, goblin gathering. Yeah, I just like the flavor text. Oh yeah, <laughs> goblin, goblin Kindle is what I was calling it, but yeah, goblin gathering is sweet. I'm gonna try and draft it at least once. I mean, it's just it's a sweet card, but it's not quite uh. I also thought about putting Tin Street Dodger on here because yet again they've made a strictly better uh, Raging Goblin because they <laughs> like to do that and annoy me. And but... annoy you. <laughs> strictly better. Yep, fair enough. Fair enough. So yeah. Yep, whatever it's called. Condemn, <sighs> consume. Something like that. That card. Something like that. that card is my favorite card in the set. So. Oh, consecrate, consume. Consecrate, consume. All right, yeah. I don't know. Have we had an uncommon in that slot before? I don't know. I probably oh, ranted about a griffin. We we had to have. I've had to have put like a goblin on there at some random point. Yeah, fair enough. Shit, so, all right, John. Opinion on the overall feel of the set. All right, uh, mine is much more from a standpoint of uh, game plan standard, obviously, because that's where yep. I always approach these from. Which I actually thought about when I was writing this down, and I'm like, man, we have like a really good split on our opinions on the field a lot of the time. So, well, if, we were have... the, if we were both the same, one of us would be redundant. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, it seems like they were very, very aware of how good Teferi is, and as a result of it, they I feel like they've put a lot of the power in Azorius in the creatures rather than in instants and sorceries, because they didn't want to make blue white control decks too powerful, right? Like. I feel like that was very, very an intentional thing that they did. Uh, a lot of the more control element cards, like uh, Consecrate, Consume, are in Orzov. And while, yes, you can play Esper Control decks, as we have established multiple times, it does have a, you know, you do have the problem of making your mana worse as a result. Yeah. But it's still something, right? It's not just Azorius, which I really, really like. Um, also a lot of the more aggressive cards and a lot of the mechanics seem very much designed to be good against control decks I feel like they are trying to push aggro cards in general like Riot is a very very good aggro mechanic Spectacle obviously incentivizes you to be aggressive and 
Afterlife is really, really good because your opponent uses a removal spell on it and you get a token, right? Yeah. Like a lot of that stuff is just really, really good. And a lot of, there was also a lot of cards, like ones we didn't talk about, like um, Rhythm of the Wild, which is, I keep referring it to, referring to it as Fires of Yavamaya because that's basically what it does. Uh, creatures you control can't be countered, and non-token creatures you control have right. Done. Yep. Then we also have Gruul Spellbreaker, which says you can't be the target of spells or abilities on your turn or something like that. As long as it's your turn, you and Gruul Spellbreaker have Hexproof. And it's a 3-3 Riot Trample for 3. Like, there's a lot of cards that have been printed, I think, that are specifically designed to prey on uh, control strategies. And I feel like that was a very, very intentional design as a way of trying to make sure Teferi is not oppressive. See, see how well the play design is doing their job, basically. Yeah, that's pretty much what it comes down to, right? Like... I mean, they're doing pretty good so far, where Teferi is not, like, the most dominant thing you can be doing in Standard. Yeah. So. But it wouldn't take much, honestly. It would not. Nope. Cool. How about, how about yourself? What's your... So, so, yeah, obviously I'm coming at it from a different angle then, too. So, like, um, it's fun looking at this set, because uh, Guilds of Ravnica, you look at it, and they're setting up that sort of Cold War foreboding feeling before the whatever it is war of the spark or something like that that's coming up set that's coming up yep um and i feel like that feeling finally is showing up here and paying off um the aesthetic of this set is phenomenal i love i love the rakdos aesthetic like they're really making it instead of instead of making them all crazy murder hobos they're making them look like it's it's the performers and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. They just they just have really good times. Uh, so good it'll kill you. Um, and I I don't know I I I really like how they've made all the made these cards cards look and feel and like you know we talked about Lavinia and like one of the reasons she's one of my favorite is just that you know that alternate art as you said just that whole feel of something's wrong here, you know. It gave me a lot of like the investigative vibes yeah. from uh, Shadows Over Innistrad. Yeah, just, yeah, that kind of thing. You know, like the film noir style thing, which is just sweet. Yeah, yeah. It, they just did a really good job of creating that feel. Um, also, you know, like this this set is really cool because they're able to make cards like Scuttlegator and Sharktopus, and <laughs> Or no, shark to crab. There we are, like, and just like some of the just insane simic stuff. I feel like we're finally seeing, like, which apparently squirrels are too silly for magic, but shark to crab is fine. You can have a crab turtle wizard, but you but cannot you have a squirrel. You cannot have a squirrel. Um, <laughs> yeah, and just like the story points and and stuff like that feel, I don't know it just feels really good to me and stuff like that. Like there's been a few of this, like the um, Kaya, like Kaya's wrath and stuff like that. The story point stuff. You're like, Oh shit, son. Like there's some stuff going on and it's really, really cool. And I'm glad they haven't killed off Tasa yet. Cause she's my favorite, but yeah. I so. have absolute fat. Like I'm absolutely certain that if every single 
Borisov-affiliated person was dead, Taysa would still be around somewhere. Probably. So she, She'd figure it out. But I mean, overall... Oops, sorry? I'm, I mean, she goes into, like, political machinations against those who have been dead for hundreds of years. So she's succeeding at something. Yeah, she's got it down. Um, overall, I am much more excited for this set than I am um, uh, Guilds of Ravnica. Sorry, I was eating a Snickers. <laughs> you fat bastard. I didn't uh, eat anything before we started recording. I know, I'm just ragging on you. Yeah, I I don't necessarily agree because obviously my favorite guild was in the previous one. Yeah. But this set definitely got me very, very excited for War of the Spark. Fair enough, yeah. that's Which, these two sets were building up to that, which I think they've done a very good job of. Uh-huh. But... Yeah, I mean, honestly, like to be fair, my favorite guild is Orzov, so mm. I get I get the set with my favorite guild and everything. Even though I do like Demir, but like I'm hoping this, like, just with the way the way the mechanics look in this set, I'm hoping I don't have to draft a giant synergy deck. It looks like it's more just like all the mechanics do good things. Unless you're playing Simic, then you can draft a really synergy deck. But I if mean, you're playing even... Orzov, just draft a bunch of good shit in your set. Even Simic doesn't actually seem that synergistic, right? It's just like you have creatures and they have activated abilities in the late game. Uh, they you... have like synergy abilities between them too. I'm sure you could just be like activate, adapt, smack you in the mouth until you die. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm pumped. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, we'll see where they go with this all. So, yeah, cool. Well, shit, Done. we managed to actually get through this. Yeah, we had some, some tech problems earlier on, so but we're making it. So, uh, you have anything else before we close up here? Close I up am golden. Again? Well, the good news is we're done recording, at least. So, yeah. I would just have to somehow eventually get the data once the internet came back. And give it to yeah, that'd be good. But... Alright, so if you want to um, uh, shoot us some feedback, you can send us an email to thelocalmeta at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at thelocalmetapc. Uh, Check out the website and hop on the Discord if you want. Uh, it is thelocalmeta.com. Um, hop in the voice channel and stuff if you see us playing games or something. We'll say hi and we can talk and hell, maybe we can stop to play some arena or something. But you never know. Give, give us a reason and we will socialize instead yep. of just playing Orcs Must Die. Yeah, we we are almost always in the voice channel. And I'm uh, in the in the chat. Uh, we stop just calling each other unless we're like street, like trying to need to share a screen or something. So yeah, yeah. If you um, uh, feel free to hop in. I think I have it open to everybody. So if yeah. I don't, hop in gen one of the other channels and just say, "Hey, I can't get into the voice," and I'll um, uh, fix it. So yeah, cool. cool, 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 cool. John, anything else? Nope. I got a grocery shop. All right, sweet. Well, we'll catch you next time then.